I'm sure you hear this as well as a fitness expert, like, um, you know, that it's just hard to get that motivation to get going. Right. Yep. Yep. It, yeah. it really is hard to get that motivation, but with paid workouts specifically, when you win challenges, you're rewarded for the hard work and effort that you put in mm-hmm. and whether you actually come in top three and win the cash or whether you see your active score actually going up every week or whether you earn a badge for working out and achieving your goals, um, it keeps you accountable and you're rewarded in so many different ways. And to your point, actually a lot of our users don't reward themselves with food to your point. They actually reward themselves with more fitness and and wellness uh, items. So a lot of people say, oh, I just bought new sneakers because I won this, um, you know, this money from your challenge and I, I wanted new shoes and now I can walk even further. And so those are the stories also that, you know, make my heart melt. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I am so grateful that you tuned in today. I have a question for you. What if you could get paid to work out? Yep, you heard that right. Get paid to work out and get paid to sweat. Our guest this week is Nicole Peckerman. Nicole is the founder and CEO of Paid Workout Corp, an innovative fitness motivation app and leader in the wellness gaming that actually pays people money for reaching their fitness goals as they compete with others in private groups or in groups across the U.S., With more than 75,000 in cash winnings to participants to date, it's no wonder that people are being inspired and motivated to get fit and live well. Also, this platform strongly supports micro wellness efforts and rewarding small steps as a way to drive big and long-term fitness goals, something that I can definitely get behind. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, Nicole. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. What an yeah. intro. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Take your flowers, Nicole. Take your flowers. <laughs> so Nicole, first of all, if someone hasn't heard about you or if this is their first introduction to you, can you just kind of give us a little bit of a background about you and what it is that you do? Sure. So um, my name is Nicole Peckerman. I uh, grew up in Toronto, Canada, and I spent the majority of my career in marketing for consumer packaged goods like uh, Delicio Pizza, uh, Kraft Dinner, uh, Kraft Peanut Butter, uh, Ace Bakery, uh, and uh, I was actually the vice president of marketing uh, for Tim Hortons. Um, so oh. I spent the majority of my career uh, kind of, I, I always say hacking food, um, but uh, in my own kind of personal way, I've always kind of struggled 
struggled with, with food. Um, when I was younger, I was actually uh, 50 pounds overweight when I was about 15 or 16 years old. And that's a lot on my 5'2 frame. Um, I actually was a competitive athlete. And then uh, my parents actually made me quit cold turkey to focus on my studies. And then the weight started creeping on because um, I kept eating like I was still competing, but I wasn't. I was just sitting and studying. Um, and so I, I had to find a way um, to kind of lose weight. My, my dad actually came to me and he said, you know, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but since you stopped all that activity, the weight has kind of crept up. And I, I kind of looked at myself and I was like, oh, oh, oh my God, I can't, I, I don't recognize myself. I don't feel like myself in my body. Um, so that's when I began a weight loss journey. And for me, uh, part of my life had always been physical activity. So I went back to what I knew. So I started to become active, but in a different way. I started to run because I love running. I started to uh, do some strength training. I started to do Zumba because I love Zumba. And then I really, really started to focus on health and wellness and nutrition and really uh, across all facets. So mind, body, spirit, everything. Um, and slowly the weight came off. And that's one of the reasons I actually really, really wanted to start paid workout because for me, I had that motivation. And now I'm really, really consistent. I work out every single day, but it started with really small micro steps that led me to this path. And uh, during, during COVID, during the lockdown in Toronto, I was working on uh, Tim Horton's campaign. And then in, in any break I had, I would run on my treadmill because again, it's, it's really part of my core. And I got off the treadmill um, and my son, Marky, he said to me, mama, wouldn't it be so cool if money spewed out the treadmill and you wouldn't have to work? Yes. I was, like, <laughs> oh I was like, that is the cutest thing. And at first I laughed. And then I started thinking about it and I was inspired by his idea. And I said, you know what, there, there's something there. So mm -hmm. I went and I, I started to study behavioral science. Uh, I started to study uh, um, you know, anything that had to do with extrinsic motivation and fitness and working out. And I found so many incredible studies that actually match the two together. There are many studies that actually say um, even a small, tiny monetary reward uh, can actually really encourage people not just to begin a fitness routine, but to maintain that healthy habit. And for me, that's the most important thing is really creating that habit for health and wellness during a lifetime. Mm. Oh, Nicole, so much to unpack there. That's such an incredible story. And I didn't realize that you worked for the competition because I actually used to work at Starbucks head office in marketing. Of <laughs> All of all of coffee places. <laughs> all wonderful and lovely. That's amazing. No, you're so right, Nicole, about taking those micro steps, because I also talk about this in my book, Unbreakable, when I was on my weight loss journey. So I had lost 30 pounds, I think like seven years ago now. And okay. working out was just something that I just found completely overwhelming. I didn't want to do it. I didn't know where to start. But where I started was in my backyard, because I didn't feel comfortable going to a gym at that point. Um, mm -hmm. So I just started in my backyard, I got a jump rope from the dollar store, and I just started jumping rope for like five minutes. And that's how I started to get into working out. And then once I started to kind of get that under my belt, then I added something else and then something else. So you're so right. It really is about just getting those micro wins under our belt just to kind of keep us going. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. That's incredible. I yeah. love that. Yeah. 
So how many users to date do you have on paid workout and how much cash? I think you said $75,000 has been awarded to date, right? right? Absolutely. So we now have over 25,000 users on the app and we've given away now close to a hundred thousand, which is honestly really incredible. But um, for me, what's more touching is just seeing uh, how encouraged our users are through our platform. We actually just got an email yesterday uh, from one of our users named Ashley and she had said, that she had lost uh, close to a hundred pounds and she was pre-diabetic. She was taking all kinds of medication. And she said that with the help of paid workout um, and the small incremental steps that she took, she actually lost over hundred pounds. She is no longer pre-diabetic. She's not taking any medication anymore. And she was getting married and she sent these amazing photos of her in her wedding dress and her before and after. And for me, those are the most meaningful stories because just having that positive outcome uh, by motivating people. And again, just like you said, with these micro moments and these micro steps makes such a difference. So it was really lovely. Oh, I love hearing stories like that. That's, that's so incredible. And you are right about the rewards, but I also think it's really important not to have food rewards. Cause I think a lot of times too, it's like, if we work out, let's say for an hour or 30 minutes or whatever that is, it's like, okay, I deserve that, you know, that glass of wine, or I deserve that, you know, pizza slice. So I think it's also important to make sure that we're, you know, making that distinction that we're not rewarding ourselves with food. So I love what you're doing with paid workout. Um, And even in my weight loss programs, I always, you know, build in rewards along the way. So, you know, when you're two weeks in, you know, reward yourself with this. And it's always like non-food rewards for sure. But that's what keeps you going, right? You kind of need some sort of momentum and motivation. And that's something that I don't, I'm sure you hear this as well as a fitness expert, like, um, you know, that it's just hard to get that motivation to get going. Right. Yep. Yep. It, yeah. it really is hard to get that motivation, but with paid workout specifically, when you win challenges, you're rewarded for the hard work and effort that you put in mm-hmm. and whether you actually come in top three and win the cash, or whether you see your active score actually going up every week, or whether you earn a badge for working out and achieving your goals, um, it keeps you accountable and you're rewarded in so many different ways. And to your point, actually a lot of our users don't reward themselves with food to your point. They actually reward themselves with more fitness and and wellness uh, items. So a lot of people say, oh, I just bought new sneakers because I won this, um, you know, this money from your challenge and I, I wanted new shoes and now I can walk even further. And so those are the stories also that, you know, make my heart melt. <laughs> oh, I love that. And, you yeah. know, I like that when, like when you work out and I don't know, you know, maybe your clients feel the same way as well, but when I work out, it just makes me feel good. It's not mm-hmm. even so much about the way that I look. It's more about the way that I feel. So, you know, I'm so glad to hear that your clients are having such amazing success with that app. We're definitely linking that app in the show notes. So if you guys are looking for it, it's going to be in the show notes for you. Don't worry. (laughs) You know, a lot of people worry about it being cumbersome, but I promise you your incredible audience that is listening. It is so easy. It takes literally 90 seconds to sign on and you have all of the challenges right in front of you and you just pop in your information, you pop in your goals. If you do it right now, you take out your phone, boom, it's done, download in the app store and you set up your profile and you're on your way. 
Yeah. And you know, Nicole, who I really like this app for is I like, I like it for those people who always need some sort of like an event that they're losing weight for. It's like, okay, I'm going on this vacation. So I need to drop, you know, 10 pounds or five pounds. I'm going to this wedding. So I need to drop 10 pounds because I find a lot of people and even some of my clients, it's like, unless they have sort of that external motivator, it's hard for them to get into their group of eating healthy and losing weight. So that's why I like what your app offers because it offers that, you know, that accountability as well. Right. And with oh. that, that competitive nature. So that kind of helps to feel you and keep you going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me personally, the accountability is huge. I am a big uh, list person to do lists. And I actually plan out my agenda old school on paper. Um, and I actually put in my workouts every day into my agenda. So I ensure that I stay accountable for myself. And, you know, if, if folks out there aren't, you know, pen to paper or even, you know, smartphone people that kind of put it in there, tell your friends or, or, you know, announce it on social media. I'm going to work out three times a week. Um, and that makes you so accountable. And then mm. when you achieve your goal, the pride that you feel also helps to keep you motivated and keep going. Absolutely. Okay, Nicole. So let's talk about those pandemic pounds for a second. Cause I even gained a little bit myself. Okay. <laughs> so in your opinion, why did the pandemic cause people to pick up these extra pounds? Uh, I think it's, it's a multitude of factors. Firstly, I think it, it, it was stress eating. I mean, I was stressed too. I was stress eating. Yeah. I was scared for my health, my family's health, my parents' health. I mean, it was, very unknown. Um, and then not all of the stress coupled with being at home all the time, right beside the fridge. Mm, and, you know, hurts. it's always looking at you, that cupboard, that pantry, it was looking at me. Yeah. Yep. I need more Oreos. I think I need one more to get <laughs> through the day, please. Um, so I think just the, the availability of, of having all of your favorite foods right beside you, the stress um, and also just working from home uh, more often, people weren't moving as much. You know, right. when I would go to work, there was a commute. I had to get in the car. I had to find a parking spot. I had to walk to the parking spot, et cetera, et cetera. I would walk up the stairs, down the stairs, in the elevator. At home, I would sit down. I would open my computer and sit. Mm -hmm. Sit some more and then sit some more. And that's why I think, you know, these micro movements, even for myself, I discovered were so incredible because little tiny 10 minute increments added up to so much for me. So I would get in my daily workout because that's a non-negotiable for me. But then I would notice that, you know, even on my steps, I wasn't moving around as much. So what did I start to do when I am brushing my teeth? I know this sounds so cheesy, but I actually do squats when I brush my teeth. Oh, and, okay. you know, I, we have laundry folding dance parties in my home. So I have two beautiful <laughs> kids, Mia and Mark. And whenever I do the laundry, I want them to be involved in some chores. So I put on the music and we dance and we fold. And I love that. Just the little things. And you don't even realize that you're moving because you're dancing around with your kids. You're having fun. You potentially could look down at your watch and say, oh my gosh, I just burned so-and-so calories or, oh my gosh, that was how many steps? 
And, you know, it's just those little tiny things. Honestly, we can cook dinner and do calf races every time we go up and reach for uh, a spice in the pantry, yeah. right? It's the littlest things that can make the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, that might be a little bit of a pro tip for your audience that some people don't even realize you don't need to go to the gym. Just like you said, you were skipping rope in your backyard. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing calf raises in the kitchen while I'm chopping up veggies. Right. Um, so it's just those little, little moments that can make a difference. And, and perhaps those folks that have put on a few pandemic pounds, which I know we've all struggled with. It's just those little, little, tiny, little movements and tiny little moments that can rack and stack to make a big difference. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. But you touched on stress as well, Nicole. And you know, that is such, I don't think a lot of people realize how detrimental stress is to their health. And especially mm -hmm. when they're trying to lose weight. And, you know, and I have my personal journey with that as well. When I was trying to lose weight, I was doing all the things at that time. I was planning a wedding. I was planning a charity event in the city, a whole bunch of different things. And I was under a lot of stress. And when your body is under this constant state of stress, it's just not performing as optimally. Like your digestion is off. It throws off your hormones. It increases your cortisol. So, you know, in addition to working out, like, you know, managing stress and having some sort of stress management habit is definitely important, especially if you find yourself turning to food as well. So I'm glad that you touched on that. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more for sure. So important. So let's talk about those excuses. Mm. So what are, what are some of the biggest excuses that you see that people use not to work out? Oh, I'm too busy is always, I'm just too busy. Just a blanket statement uh, is, is one of them. Or, you know, I'll just start on Monday. I've had a bad week. I've been eating really not so well and I haven't moved. I, I haven't exercised in months. I don't think I could. I couldn't even keep up with anybody. Um, so many excuses, so little time. Oh, I, my working hours are, are, you know, too much. I work 24 seven. I can't even get away from the computer. Um, another one is I have to carpool the kids everywhere. You know, now that lessons are back and, you know, hockey's back, basketball, dance, anything, you know, I, I am, I call myself mama Uber because I am the <laughs> um, a lot of people say, oh, I, I can't, I'm in the car all day driving those kids around. Um, so those are a lot of the excuses that we hear. Mm. Yeah. You know, and another one that I heard, I don't want to say this is an excuse because I think this is, you know, kind of legitimate, but with one of my clients, I had a conversation with her and she was saying that she misses going to the gym because she lives alone and she's single and she missed going to the gym because of the gym. She had people around her. There's like the buzz and the energy people around. And she kind of had that, that social support. So I also like your app for people like that as well, who maybe they're not ready to go back to the gym yet. Right. But maybe they still need that sort of accountability and that support. They don't want to feel like they're doing it alone. So I like your app for those people as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's been very real for me is that insight right there. I was a gym junkie before the pandemic. I was a member of, and this is kind of embarrassing to say, but seven different gyms. I mean, depending on the location of my work and whether I was shooting or whether I was working at head office or whether I was close to my home, I had a membership everywhere. And then the pandemic hit and I had the same fear because I get my motivation sometimes from the people around me. If people around me are working hard, I'm going to work hard. And if someone next to me is running at 6.0, I'll run at 6.5 because I'm super competitive. Right. I lost that during the pandemic. 
And that was another key component of Paid Workout, the app, as we considered how to create a community. We thought that that was incredibly important. The other key piece of information about Paid Workout that, that's not really out there super, uh, super a lot is um, the personalization aspect. So I find it very intimidating if there's a professional athlete working out in the same group that I'm working out in and I'm a newbie. Uh, and I look at them and I'm like, I can never be like you. So one of the components of the app is we actually personalize every single home group to ensure that people are working out with you that have like capabilities and similar physical capabilities. Oh. So uh, we actually look at health and wellness data and we say, okay, um, if your data is like these other 24 people, you'll be in their group. And as you move up the group, and if you improve, you go into the more difficult group. And if you're, you know, seeing yourself kind of struggling, you go into an easier group. And so that actually increases the motivation because you're working with people of similar capabilities. You're seeing them succeed. And then you see yourself succeeding in your group and you're like, whoa, I can't believe I'm actually making this happen. So the personalization of those groups are really, really important um, because, you know, it's, it's very, very hard to work out next to pro athletes and, and try and win some cash. The holidays are that time of year where we tend to be more naughty than nice when it comes to our diet. Wondering if it's possible to indulge in holiday treats and still maintain your weight and health? You're in for a treat with my free holiday blends ebook. This free ebook contains five delicious holiday dessert inspired smoothie recipes. Trick your taste buds, manage stress, and those sugar cravings with these holiday comforts in a glass. Starting each day with a smoothie is a great way to control your calorie intake and help you to manage your weight over the holidays. You can grab the free guide over at trudyestone.com forward slash holiday smoothies or by clicking on the link in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Nicole, accountability is huge when it comes to making any sort of healthy changes in your life. And especially if you're trying to lose weight. So whether it's paid workout, or maybe it's just grabbing a couple of your friends and you guys maybe start a group and you work out, try to find people, just try to find a tribe to actually do this with and try to make changes with, you're going to find it so much easier. You're going to find that you're going to be, you know, motivating one another. And you're also going to find that you're going to reach your goals faster and easier. And there's actually science behind this as well, for sure. Absolutely. I love that you said that because, again, one of the key pieces of, of the app that we put together was exactly about that. We have a you do you philosophy. And so the best part about paid workout, I think, is you can do any activity you enjoy with all of the friends that you want to do the activities with. Mm. And the, the, act, the active points always count. So you can run, swim, play tennis, basketball. You can go to the gym, do cycle, do Peloton. Any program out there you can do and your active points still count. And we have this amazing feature that's called create your own challenge. So if you and 20 of your friends in North America wanna do a challenge, you can just get on there, create your own challenge and compete against people you want to compete against. So it's uh, mm. pretty cool in that, in that sense, connecting people during a time where it was very challenging to connect. And a lot of people were lonely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So Nicole, it is the holiday season at the time of this recording and yeah. lots and lots of food is abound 
everywhere. There's festivities, there's parties now that people are starting to get back out into it and all these different things taking place. So what advice would you give someone to help them manage their eating habits in the midst of so many fun foods without totally depriving themselves? Yes. I think it's really, really important to not feel the guilt, but to switch from mindless munching to purposely planning. Mm. Um, So, you know, I think during the holiday season, we all have so much going on. We don't necessarily have the time to meal prep or to really think about healthy meals in the midst of everything that's happening. I might be wrapping my gifts and then, you know, mindlessly munching on my favorite popcorn that's not so healthy. But when you take that mindless munching away and you start to purposely plan, that will make all the difference. So if you are wrapping gifts and you want a snack, try and think of some healthier snacks. Or if you have some time where you're just like, I am zonked, I'm just going to sit on the couch and just chill. Maybe there's an opportunity to meditate and kind of zen yourself. Maybe there's an opportunity to read. For me, what I do is, again, with my to-do lists, I, I make a list of what are the things I can purposely plan that isn't around mindless munching. So meditation and reading are two of them. I do some quick strength training workouts. Sometimes it's playing with the kids. Um, and sometimes it's learning or practicing something new. So for me, it, it really is all about taking out those mindless munching opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then I also think the holiday season is full of pressure, right? Talk about stress. I am a yes person. So everyone asks me, do you want to go to this party? Do you want to go here? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And then I find myself saying yes, because I'm a people pleaser. Mm. And what I've really been working on as an individual, I'm sure lots of people in your audience are the same. I've been working on setting these healthy boundaries. It's not easy, um, but I've, I've tried to say no to at least a couple of things that I'm really not engaged in so that I can focus on taking a moment for myself during this holiday season, rather than, you know, eating these holiday cookies at some party that I really didn't want to go to. So that that healthy boundary setting is really, really important. And I know, uh, again, I'm going back to food journaling. Um, I food journal a lot. It's something that uh, helps me kind of um, understand where, where I'm at. And if you start to food journal during this period, I know it's a large commitment, um, but even a few jots here and there, or even, you know, type and text into your phone. Um, It could make things a little bit easier during this holiday season. And the final tip for me is just move more, whether it's that laundry dance party or whether it's dancing at the the holiday party and dancing those cookies off or that piece of pumpkin pie off, just move a little bit more. Oh, those are such great tips, Nicole. I love that. Love that. And I actually shared that like on the previous episode of this podcast, when I talked about, you know, a food diary and I'm like, I'm sure a lot of you are probably going to want to throw something at me right now when I talk about the food diary, (laughs) but you know, it's true. And this is also something that helped me to lose weight. Something that's helped my clients to lose weight because it gives you, again, it's kind of like having your own accountability partner, like on a a piece of paper, right. Or on your phone, if you're tracking it on your phone, but it all starts with awareness, right? Yeah, absolutely. There are so many great tools out there that, you know, as I was losing weight a long time ago, we didn't have apps, we didn't have the same tools, we didn't have the same access to health and wellness data like calories or protein or macros. And now with a click of a button with so many tools and resources out there, it's so easy. You don't even have to think about it. You literally like 
click click a UPC code or a barcode or or look up you know your favorite fast food or if you're at a restaurant look it up and boom it's right there. Yeah, I always say that you know doing a food journal is almost like plugging an address into a GPS because mm. it tells you exactly what's going on, it tells you where you are, and it tells you how to get to where it is that you're going. Wow. Right? I- I've never heard that. I love that. <laughs> well, think about it. And I, I, I've shared this story on my podcast so many times. My audience is probably tired of it. But with me, with the food journal, when I did it, when I was losing weight, I realized how much sugar I was putting in my coffee. And I was like, oh, holy crap. I'm putting that much sugar in my coffee. Okay, that's where I'm going to start. And that's where I started. And then once I got that under my belt, then I just added another thing and then another thing. But again, like that food journal, if you can't afford a coach, if you you know don't want to do the app or whatever it is, just try to do the food journal because that's going to give you some awareness of where you're currently at and then how to get to where it is that you need to get to. So many aha moments can come just from that. Yeah. I love the story about sugar because I, I had a similar experience. I was addicted to iced tea, sweetened iced tea, like nest tea. And I would just chug cans of it all the time. Um, And as soon as I went to water, I dropped a significant amount of weight in a week. Yeah. I think I dropped like four or five pounds in one week just from all of that sugar that I didn't realize was adding up so quickly. So these tiny changes that that you can make in, in your daily habits as you look at a food journal can really blow you away. Yeah. And when we look at sugar consumption in North America, the greatest amount of sugar is actually consumed in beverages. Oh, wow. That's another story I didn't know. Yeah. So this is why I always say with people, like if you're trying to lose weight or make healthy changes, start with beverages. That's low hanging fruit because a lot of people just aren't really realizing how much sugar is in what you're drinking. Like even some of the healthy stuff like coconut water that people are drinking, look at the label and see how much grams of sugar is in one cup of coconut water. You might be surprised, right? Absolutely. And then everything starts to work together. If, if you're journaling and you're setting movement goals, forget, you know, workout goals, movement goals, Mm -hmm. right? You're setting those goals for yourself and you're achieving all of these things. The more you do, the more you achieve, the more proud you are of yourself, the more motivated you are to continue on your health and wellness journey. It's amazing. Yeah. And let's cycle. It's so true, Nicole. And let's talk about that for a second, because I understand that, you know, people, people kind of believe that they have to have these big extreme workouts in order to get results. So can you help us to understand and can you, can you explain why doing micro body movements can be so effective for some people? Yeah, absolutely. I I think the, the micro movements, they don't have to be super strenuous, excuse me, strenuous, they don't have to be crazy to to make a difference. If you are using a muscle, if you are using even cardiovascular activity, if you are using and training that muscle, even for those 10 minutes, that increases your endurance for the following workout. So every time you have even a 10 minute increment, you are training your body, you're training your muscles, you're training your nerves to kind of synapses to to learn how your body can move better. And so that endurance will continue to build upon itself. And we all know that even a 10 minute session of a high intensity interval training program can really build your power, can really build your endurance and honestly, I promise you, if you do that for a few weeks, you'll see if, if you're in the audience and you want to do 10 minute workouts three times a week for the next four weeks, all you need is 10 minutes. You're going to see that from day one through to the last workout, 
you're going to be shocked at how much easier those workouts can be because you're, you're building muscle memory and you're building endurance. And then the health and benefits, uh, the health and wellness benefits will seriously outweigh any excuses that you might make. Mm, I love that. And, you know, I mean, you talked earlier, Nicole, about how people say like the, one of the biggest excuses is that I don't have time, mm. you know, rather than getting stuck in the, I don't have time trap, ask yourself the question, what can I do with the time that I have? That's the purposeful planning. What can I do with the time that I have in yeah. 10 minutes, 20 minutes, anything that you can give yourself. My biggest piece of advice is go full out don't half-ass things, right? So if you give yourself the 10 minutes that you dedicate to reading, then you read and you don't look at your email and you don't listen to a text message and say, oh, I'm just gonna text back. Or if you're looking to do a quick hit workout, you give it your all for those 10 minutes and you will start to see not only cardiovascular changes, you're gonna see changes in your body and the way you feel and the way your body looks as well. Mm -hmm. And you had a great post on Instagram recently. I think it was like maybe a couple of weeks ago where you posted just like a simple workout. It was like, okay, if you have a few minutes, like do this, it was like, you know, 20 jumping jacks, 40 yeah. body weight squats, you know, 20 donkey kicks, which are great for the booty, by the way, <laughs> you know, just like a really quick thing. So I saved that graphic. Cause I'm going to use that one that I'm too busy excuse pops up for me. So I'll make sure I pop that in the show notes so people can take a look at that as well. But again, just ask yourself that question. Like, what can I do with the time that I have. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of people spend time scrolling, right? We scroll through Instagram all day long. And instead of scrolling, you know, check, check your time spent on these apps. And it would be really interesting, you know, as, as a bit of a challenge to your audience, if you spend an hour on social media every day, take 10 minutes off of that and do something for yourself that makes you feel good. Mind, body, soul outside of scrolling. Mm. Just a little bit of a challenge out there. So good. I love that one. <laughs> All right. So new year's is going to be here before you know it. Mm. And one of the biggest resolutions for people is to lose weight or to get in shape. So what three things can you tell people that will help them to avoid saying I quit when mm. it comes to reaching their fitness goals in the new year? Yeah, absolutely. It's, I love this question because in in all of my studies, I learned that almost 70% of North Americans quit their fitness goal within three months of beginning, which is wow. staggering, staggering because, you know, like you say, everyone sets these goals and my sole purpose is to have people continue on in these healthy habits. So they're not kind of quitting as soon as they begin to see progress. So one of the, one of the uh, pieces of advice I have is ensure that your goals are process oriented versus outcome oriented. I see a lot of people come to me and they say, Nicole, I want to lose 25 pounds yesterday. They don't give themselves the grace to say, this is going to take some time and they put a number on it. Yeah. And that can be very demotivating if you don't see that scale move as quickly as you might want. However, studies, behavioral science studies show that if you set a process oriented goal, I'm going to walk twice a week for 10 minutes. Those are the type of goals that humans can stick with for the long haul. 
And again, once you start to achieve those process-oriented goals and you say, oh, yeah, two times a week, easy, I can add in another day and another day. And then you can kind of keep expanding your goals. So that's the first thing I would say. And then the second thing I would say is make sure that whatever your goal is, you can maintain the energy around it by having a purpose. Mm. So, you know, some people want to lose weight to look good. Some people want to lose weight to feel good. Um, Some people want to fit into that dress, you know, that they're going to a wedding and they need to, you know, look a certain way. Uh, But whatever that goal is, make sure you, you have your purpose. But I would also say, make sure you rack and stack your whys. So for me, I don't just have one purpose. I don't just, you know, want to be a certain weight or a certain size. I want to be there for my family. I want to run around with my kids without, you know, saying, oh my God, I'm out of breath. I want to be the best version of myself. And again, I exercise more so now for the mental versus the physical. I get these endorphins and I know that I am a better mom, a better business person, a better human when I exercise. So if you rack and stack your whys and have multiple purposes for your goal, you're more you're more likely to, to maintain that goal for the long-term, especially if you have lots of whys. Um, and again, I would go back thirdly to accountability. If you publicly announce that you are setting a goal for yourself and then you kind of track against that publicly, whether that's on social media or whether that's with your best friend or whether that's with your partner or significant other, if you set that goal, you are more likely to maintain that goal. And then once you achieve it, the pride that you have and the reward that you feel from achieving that is amazing. And, you know, that's kind of what we tried to build in paid workout before paid workout even began development. I actually developed a motivation model and the acronym is prize P R I S E. So P stands for process oriented. Like I said, don't set lofty outcome oriented goals. The R stands for realistic, something that you know for a fact that you can achieve. You know, I could say I'm going to run a marathon every day. That is completely unachievable. But can I run for 10 minutes? Sure, that's pretty realistic. And I would say that um, interim is the I. Interim is is a short amount of time. Don't um, don't kind of go on and say for 365 days I'm going to do exactly this every single day. Um, the sh- the short term interim goals that you set, the sooner you achieve them, the sooner you check that box, the more you're going to keep doing it. Um, and then I would say specific. Make sure that every goal that you have is very very specific. So the S in prize, and then energized. So for us the Money is the energy, the extrinsic motivator that's going to keep you going. And all the other ones are intrinsic. They're inside. Mm -hmm. You're saying, I'm going to make this realistic, process-oriented, short-term goal that's really specific, and then I'm going to achieve it, and I have a chance to win money. So make sure that you have all of those elements within your goals, and you're much, much, much more likely to achieve them. And that's, you know, scientifically proven. Oh, so good. I hope you have been taking notes, like people like listening to this podcast right now. I hope you had your pen out. I hope you have the paper out. I hope you have your phone out and you're downloading the paid workout app 
because this app sounds absolutely amazing. And, you know, as we start to wind down, Nicole, I have a question that I ask all of my guests, and Mm -hmm. that is, what is your favorite way to take care of your mind and your body? Mm. So the, my favorite way to take care of my body and a little bit, my mind is running. So I run every single day. I don't, I haven't missed a day in over six years. And for me, like I said, yes, it is my body, but it's more so my mind. I actually do my best thinking on my runs. I come up with these awesome ideas. I actually listen to inspiring podcasts, just like yours uh, on my runs. So it's, it's really my me time. And that's why, you know, I don't make the excuse of, oh, I don't have time. If I need to, I will wake up at 4 or 5 a.m. to get that run in uh, because for me, that's critically important. And the other thing that I've discovered because my brain is always going a million miles a minute is um, hot yoga. Hot yoga is my Zen place where I can actually focus on my mind, kind of quiet down all of the thoughts that are running through my head and just be in the moment with myself and kind of feed my soul a little bit. Um, And and those moments of of complete silence and and feeling, you know, every fiber, every muscle in your body um, really just are transformative for me personally. Mm, I love that. And I miss hot yoga. I haven't been to hot yoga in a minute. We might have to do that in Toronto. We have to do that together. <laughs> what I love about hot yoga though, Nicole, is like when I'm doing hot yoga, like sometimes like you're like, you're doing a downward dog and like the sweat is like dripping down your face, like, you know, into your mouth and like, you want to wipe it off, but then you're like, oh, if I wipe it off, I'm going to break my post. So I think, you know, with hot yoga, not only is it a great workout, not only is it great for your mind, but I really like is that it helps you to be in that present moment, mm-hmm. right? You can yeah. think of the sweat kind of like as the external distractions all the time that are trying to pull us out of our, you know, our, our Zen state, right? And yeah. you're just focusing on that moment. You're not wiping away the sweat. You're just letting it fall. It's just going to be there. It's always going to happen, but just let it fall, right? Absolutely. I could not agree with you more. I do not want to fall out of the post. <laughs> <laughs> So Nicole, if someone is interested in learning more about you and the work that you do and paid workout, where can people find you? Oh, thank you. That's a great question. So you can find me on Instagram uh, at Nicole Bluestein or at paid workout. And if you are interested in learning more, you can go to the app store and download the app or just go to www.paidworkout.com. And uh, you can also reach out to me directly. Uh, I am very, very interested in learning about your journeys and your stories. So feel free to DM me and we can get into a conversation and I'm, I'm happy to help in any way that I can. Amazing. Nicole, thank you so much for being a guest on the Mind Your Body show. I really, really enjoyed chatting with you. I love this interview. I think our audience is really going to love this interview as well. Make sure to go over to Paid Workout, sign up for that app and start getting paid to work out. Again, Nicole, thanks for being a uh, guest on the show this week and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for taking the time and I'd love to do it again. You are so inspiring and I love your story. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks, Nicole. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEStone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.